Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Music City, premiering Thursday, March 1st at 10, 9 central, only on CMT. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a, uh, a little story from someone named Chris Fisher. She delivered the food to the president, came back, smiled. I smiled at her. And the Secret Serviceman with the cooler, who had been taking pictures all night, uh, was snapping away pictures on his camera phone. Uh, when their main course came up, the president had a lobster and the first lady had steamed mussels. He took pictures of that. The food went out and he continued to take pictures. And I said, do you have to document everything? And he said, no, this is fucking cool. <laughs> That's the voice of Amy Fisher's new husband, Amy Fisher, Amy Schumer's new (laughs) husband, Chris Fisher. Doesn't he sound like a nice guy? He has a very, like, sweet, like... Yeah, we can assume that she will not be taking his name for many reasons, Amy Fisher being one of them, the fact that she's already very famous being the other. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he... He sounds like a very NPR-friendly man. Well, also, he did the, like, NPR storytelling pauses very well. Who is he? Kind of... Talk like this. Who is um, he? Well, he is a chef. I I made a five things to know about him. He's a he's a chef. Us Weekly believes that um, <laughs> they were introduced by his sister because his sister is apparently Amy Schumer's assistant. Well, that would be the so, number one. So easy. If that's actually true, then that's probably how they met. Anyway, as as you can probably guess. Plenty of websites made their own five things to know about Chris Fisher, but I did my own digging, and I um, I think it did a better job than anyone else. I believe it. Um, so I listened to his moth story, which is like 12 minutes long, and it gave me a very <laughs> nice little primer onto his life. And then I looked up, um, I read some stories about him because he's sort of a famous chef, like famous-ish, famous in Martha's Vineyard, because he has a famous restaurant well, there's not there. that many restaurants in Martha's Vineyard, so if you have a farm and a good restaurant... So the first one is that he's a storyteller, and that's based on that. So that's number one. He's a, he's a storyteller. He's also a cookbook author. So, you know, he writes, he tells stories. Number two, he was raised on a farm and went to preschool in a converted chicken coop. That's fun. That's very, that yeah, fun? yeah, Martha's Vineyard, man. He went to preschool in a converted chicken coop. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that in the story. He once cooked for President Obama, which is a good one, also from that story. Because Mar- you know Obama loves Martha's Vineyard. The story is mostly about how he, like, the punchline is the Obama showing up. Like, it's, like, his whole life and how he, like, grew up on a farm and, like, started from nothing. Yeah. Um, he got a job at Mario Batali's restaurant, Babo. He never went to culinary school. He, like, got culinary training at Babo. That rules. Um, he just went there for the first time after going to New York with a friend and then went there the next day. Had never heard of the restaurant. Um, just like had a good day. meal and like had what? a great meal yeah and he was like oh, the steak was amazing even though it's an italian restaurant it was the best steak of all time and then he went there and was like hey can i have a job and they were like actually we need someone and so after 18 months he became a sous chef um he was and good it was and then he burned out and then he was a sous chef for like two years and then he moved back to martha's vineyard and started his own thing anyway um and then number five which i got from <laughs> a TripAdvisor review of his restaurant <laughs> which i love uh, it's called the Beach Plum Inn and Restaurant. God, you did more research than like the normal five 
things maker, list maker. Yeah, but so it's this like really, really long review from a TripAdvisor user. And it's two stars out of five. The two? headline is two out of five. And it says, so disappointing. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> so they talk about how they liked Chef Fisher. They met him. They thought it was overpriced. They thought the entrees were disappointing. Um, <laughs> the meal was not good. But they thought, they think they met Chris and they said he was nice. But then they mentioned there's like a little like epilogue at the end of the review. And it says the next day they went to some event in Martha's Vineyard that was catered by Chris Fisher. And the food was incredible. And so they're like, but the next day, not at the restaurant, we had more of his food and it was amazing. But this is the fifth thing you need to know about Chris Fisher. Okay. And the dessert, whole plums accompanied by bowls of yogurt, confirmed for us that Mr. Fisher doesn't put much time into thinking about his desserts. (gasps) So number five is Chris Fisher doesn't put much time into thinking about his desserts. I mean, maybe the the plum had been like something had been done to the plum. It's like, oh, boring. He just put plums over yogurt. What an asshole. I mean, I'm sure it was Um, delicious. It sounds really good, even if it just is simple. Yeah, so they got married out of the blue. They met, like, the end of last year, I guess, middle of last year. No one really knows. The first photo of them is from November. A lot of people were saying that it was, you know, very quick. But sometimes tabloids don't know anything, and they just... It's like the first time they see them together is the first time they've ever dated. Yes, and then, uh, speaking of tabloids, don't know anything. His farm is called Beetleburg, Beetlebung Farm. Yeah. And Us Weekly literally calls it Beetlejuice Farm. <laughs> their story. And has not issued a correction. So if you're listening, Us Weekly, it's not Beetlejuice Farm. It's Beetlebung Farm. Wait, that's so funny. It's like he, they refer that's to it as so Beetlejuice Farm funny. multiple times. And at one point, he wrote a, he wrote a book called like the Beetlebung Farm Cookbook. And they're like, his book, the Beetlejuice Farm Cookbook, is available on Amazon or something. It's like, you have to fix this. These are easily <laughs> Wait, verifiable. Wait, it's not things. fixed yet? No. This was as recently <laughs> as like 15 minutes ago. Did you see the the shadiest tabloids were the ones that reported that Ben Hanish had taken a photo of his new girlfriend, like <laughs> uh, put it on Instagram and like the same day that like the news about her getting married came out. <laughs> That's like the lowest of the low. It's he was like, like, hello. It's yes. like noticing what Ben Hanish is doing now. It's like, it's we like, don't care. Side note, Ben Hanish is now dating Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a picture of this girl being like, and girl. his caption's like, love her. And it's like, oh, wow. So I love Tiffany. I mean, either it's a coincidence or Ben Hanish is shady or just we're shady. Everyone, is, you know, like mm-hmm. it, you can figure it out. You will say that. They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. To be oh, this is the biggest news of the week. It's sort of who news in a way, because I think he's a who again. Yeah, I he's mean, people, people were like not pronouncing his name correctly <laughs> <laughs> because they kept being like, Jen and Justin are through. And I was like, okay, well, that's really funny, but that's not how you pronounce his name, but it's really funny. <laughs> it's funny. He's not British. If you were British, you might be able to say through. Justin Thoreau and Jen Aniston are no longer together despite their architectural digest spread. I mean, I thought that was all that we were getting from them was that amazing spread, but no, that we now have the full the full Monty, which is a breakup. The other like controversial thing was that they were never married in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's what TMZ. I got this. I got this very urgent TMZ alert that was like, there is no evidence that Jen and Justin were even ever married. 
so they didn't actually like get a marriage license. They had was, a ceremony, well, obviously, funny because, because we've seen pictures. Somebody reported on their prenup, which was wild. It's like so clearly there was no prenup. The point is they're no longer together. And at the time, if you read the Architectural Digest spread, you were probably too focused on the photos in their bedroom Ugh, and like everything. Just how beautiful the house is. Um, but when you read it again after the breakup, there are certain lines that sort of scream our marriage is in trouble. And this is this is one of them. This is from a uh, interior decorator named Stephen Shadley, who says, Jen is drawn to wood, stone, and bronze, materials that have real substance and depth. No matter how beautiful or glamorous something is, it has to be warm and inviting. Okay, so maybe that's about Justin Thoreau. He's beautiful, but maybe he's not warm and inviting. Oh, wow, I didn't even take it like that. <laughs> and then there's this. If you search for instances of Justin or Thoreau in the document, he's never mentioned. He's never mentioned. It's her this house. Is about Jen. I it's mean, her house. she's a house flipper. We can talk about that. This is uh, this is another thing Aniston says. Sexy is important, but comfort is essential. Again, is he not comfortable? Then there's this. She starts pointing at everything that she decorated the home with, and then she says there are important contributions by Shadley and LA designers Kathleen and Tommy Clements and Jane Hallworth. Period. Thoreau weighed in as well. <laughs> weighed in. I'm sure he um, weighed in. And then the last thing, Justin definitely wanted to be involved. So there was a bit of a learning curve for me on how to include another voice in the design process, Aniston God, that explains. That is a literal <laughs> metaphor for their relationship. <laughs> yes. For instance, I figured out that immediately saying no to any suggestion is not the most collaborative move. Well, clearly you didn't figure it out like, no, you didn't figure it out. in time. <laughs> you didn't figure it out. Um, so they're broken up. They're through, and the house is beautiful. It's they're for sale. through, as you could say if you were pronouncing his name wrong. Um, it's funny because a lot of people were like, "I knew," and it's like, "Well, did you though?" She a, a, a celebrity thing is to put your home on an architectural digest before you sell it. They could have just sold their home and not broken up. Yeah, clearly, like, Jen Naomi loves Watts, to sell a home. You know, Naomi Watson, Lee Schreiber recently did that too. That's like a, a recent example, but. Like, Ricky Martin and his husband just did it. They're not breaking up. Plenty uh, of celebrities yet. do this. And no. it doesn't mean they're breaking you up. You also can sell a house and not break up. So it's like, if <laughs> yes. you put the if you put your home in Architectural Digest, it does mean that you're selling your house, but you don't have to necessarily be breaking up. But you sometimes yeah. when you sell your house, you are breaking up. So there's the, yes. like... The, the, <laughs> sometimes. There's, like, a correlation there, kind of, but not the full correlation yes. that you need to make the jump from... Sell, putting house in architectural digest breaking up yes the only receipts that i that i have seen um were from ally jones at the cut who noticed that um they were not celebrating jennifer's birthday at the same time and so right. in her gossip column a few days before the divorce was announced she wrote something along the lines of like where's uh, Jen? celebrity celebrity or relationship where's... we should be questioning right now um, Justin and Jen's because he wasn't celebrating her birthday with her. But we can move on, I think. More relationship news? Do we want to talk about Ugh, Idris? There's so much. It's like Idris is engaged to some lady. <laughs> yeah, so Sabrina Dowry. It's but, really we mean, don't we don't we don't have many many details on this woman. The only important thing about this is that like Idris was like just a famously bachelor. He's like the George he's like George Clooney ish, right? If you could say so. It was always like you know oh well at least Idris is single and it's like okay well now he's not. He's engaged to a former Miss Vancouver. Uh, she's twenty nine. What is her name? Sabrina Dowry. And they met while he was filming the iconic two thousand seventeen thriller The Mountain Between Us. There was no mountain between <laughs> them. 
Am I right? It's just, it's one of those relationships where no one has information, but they have to have the headlines that say they have information. No so information. Like, everything you need to know about Sabrina Dowry, and then there's nothing. Like, Newsweek has nothing. Essence was like, everything you need to know about Sabrina Dowry, and there are three bullets. The three bullets are, <laughs> she's from Vancouver, two, she's a beauty queen, three, she's not on social media. At least, at least Newsweek, yeah, at least they got the, the beauty queen thing. It was just funny, because the end, it's like, if you're looking to scroll through Sabrina's social media timeline, you're out of luck. She's not on Twitter or <laughs> Or Instagram, private, just like Idris is. She's one to boast, not one to boast about her personal life. I mean, what a spin! Like we can't find information, so we're gonna f- we're gonna make the lack of information a bullet the information. Point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, obviously. But the thing is, she is on Instagram. She is. So they didn't do their research. Yeah, because I found her Instagram, and it's I'm pretty sure it's her Instagram because he comments on it. There's a picture mm-hmm. of them together, and she wrote, "Baby, I can't tell you how happy you make me and how lucky I feel to have found a love like this. You make my heart feel so full. I love you forever. Will always feel too short." Hashtag I'm such a cheese ball. Then he commented something so completely incomprehensible that I can only like imagine that it's just an inside joke between them or this is what he speaks like. Also, um, because you were Toronto with this lovely woman, Sabrina Dowry on your arm. So it sounds like you had some free time while you were filming the movie. Because didn't you meet Sabrina while you I were did. doing I, that? I did. I mean, met. Formerly Miss Vancouver. And yeah, you just stepped out of Toronto. You've done your homework. Vancouver. But no, I just, what? you were... I, I, I read the internet. Okay. <laughs> it was big news. You were on the red carpet. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> See, I normally wouldn't care if someone dyes their hair. You know we don't cover, like, hair dyeing. That's, like, not... That's, like, a little bit below <laughs> us. Which, if there's anything below us... <laughs> Imagine something being below us. So oh my is, god! So this is usually, we have Lori Laughlin in this deck, and there's something below us. Okay, so what I'm saying is usually this is below us, but when you dye your hair and you become unrecognizable, and you were unrecognizable before the hair dye, there's a problem. Guess who dyed her hair red? That's right, Julianne Huff. We've said this before. Celebrities should not be dying. Do hair. not dye your hair. She dyed her eyebrows too. It's like a full. It's like a full mistake. She looks great. That's not my problem. She's pretty. <laughs> She'll look great. She's like a pretty lady. <laughs> She's like a pretty lady. <laughs> She's a pretty lady. You know, like, it's not surprising yeah. that Julianne... Oh, Julianne Huff went to a nice you salon sound- and got her hair dyed. She looks great. You sound like a, like, you sound like a married man talking to his wife about, like, <laughs> her coworker. Well, she's a pretty lady. It's like, I saw you flirting with Jessica at the party. And it's like, she's pretty. Hey, she's a pretty lady. So the best part about this hair transformation is that there's no less than like 14 posts about it on across all her media. Like she wants, you to know, she dyed her hair. She wants you to know it's freeing. She wants, you to know, she loves being a redhead. She She wants you to know it's one of the best journeys she's ever been on. She drew freckles on her face. She wants you to know that. And so like, this is, but I think (laughs) she she also, but I also. She wants you to know it's freeing. But she also just wants you to know so you don't forget what she looks like because she is going to be unrecognizable. I thought the second photo that you have in here where she's sort of like coyly biting her her thumb, I thought it was Jennifer Aniston. She looks like Jennifer Aniston. She looks like Jennifer Aniston. Whose hair also isn't red, which is funny. Um, in the wait, what the, the comment, the comment that you have just screen grabbed here that's just in the, the caption where she's saying, I'm trying on a different version of me, a version that has always been there. It's all about stepping into my feminine oh, it's power and strength. Wild, blah blah blah. It goes on. I cannot read this whole thing, it's giving me Ashida. The this comment, Roberta Jansen, I love this place, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> Where's the place? Do they, do they mean Julianne Huff's Instagram grid? I don't know. Is that what they mean? She loves, I love this place. She loves being Enjoy. here. She loves being at Julianne Huff's Instagram. 
I guess I do too. I also love this place. I mean, it just, it felt like I was just... I'm going to start commenting, I love this place on who's on our Instagram. I love this place. You got to do, enjoy, smiley <laughs> Ar- face. Army Hammer in a new tracksuit, like with his wife. I, I love, love this place. place. <laughs> smiley face. It's true. It's I never true. know what to comment on their Instagrams. I always want to like get a good jab in there, but I also just want to be nice because it's like their place, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the good place. It's their good place. I have like hair ADD, so um, that's the way I spice up my life, I guess, is my hair. Um, I mean, I want to be a redhead one day, so like that'll happen at some point. And now on to the section that will probably get cut in the editing process. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. But guess what? Lori Laughlin told the writers to have a female mayor. So here's my... <laughs> this is my favorite thing, is... Um, Lori Laughlin is starring in a Hallmark Channel show. I thought it was a movie because like, wouldn't you assume it was a movie? But no, <laughs> it's a show. It's called When the Heart, When Calls the Heart, which is seems, it seems not correct. Are they sure it's When Calls the Heart? When Calls the Heart is correct. And it's apparently. This is not a Beetlejuice situation. I didn't actually read the summary of the show, but let me just read you the part that stood out to me. And you can see if you can figure out what the show is about. Having Abigail lead the coal mining town. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only part that you get that explains the show. Was actually Laughlin's idea. Quote, I've had a very strong voice as far as storyline and direction and things that have happened, especially to my character, she explains. One day I was speaking with a writer and they were saying, I'm going to do this for the character and make them the mayor. And I said, you know what? Give it to a female. Don't give it to a male character. I don't understand. Good for Lori Laughlin. I don't understand what any of that kind of means. <laughs> Apparently they were trying to make a mayor and Lori was like, make it a female mayor. Is Lori the mayor? I don't know. I don't think so. I think there's just a female mayor. Lori is not the mayor. Also, I love, I love this photo, this photo of her. If you do, I, which I do not know anything about this show, apart from it being about a coal mining town, what she is wearing in this photo, this could be set in the 19th century, the 18th century, the the 20th century. Like, I have no idea what year this is in. Look at what she's wearing. <laughs> okay. Like, this looks like a, is this a Dr. Quinn spinoff? Wait, can because I, just, I can't tell. Can I just tell you, I just Googled because, hey, you know what, might as well. This show is on its fourth season. It's had 40 <laughs> episodes. Okay. And it was developed by Michael Landon Jr., who I believe is from uh, Little House on the Prairie. That's right. He Michael from... Landon's dad is from Little House on the Prairie, yeah. Oh, he's the son of the Little House on the Prairie guy. Yeah. Um, thank you. This show is based on a book, and it is uh, it stars Maggie Grace by... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Laurie Laughlin is reprising her role as coal mine widow Abigail Stanton. That is right. She's playing... Coal mine widow. So she's the wait coal miner widow. Yeah, she's she. Someone died in a coal mine, and she's well, the widow. Big surprise! Someone <laughs> died in a coal mine. I mean, no offense, but like, it's from like the 1900s too. Like, you know, of course. In the, what year is this? Set? 1910. Because, oh, I think. Uh, oh, wait, it's really set in 1910. Yeah. Because I'm looking at this photo, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't mean to spend so much time on when calls the heart. But look at this photo. I just pasted it into the doc. What are they wearing? That's not 1910 hair, and that's not 1910 outfits. It's a Hallmark Channel show. I don't know. Okay, I just know that. Look at Lori creeping in the background like, hello. 
Wait, I'm sorry. This photo. I just saw the photo. Why is she just in the back? That's what I'm telling you. It doesn't look like it's set in 1910. But why are they? They're like holding hands and she's just like photoshopped right between them. Like in the get, back. get off the train tracks. Get off the train tracks. I snorted. Lori, get out of the way. <laughs> Lori, get off the train tracks. Lori. Uh, when comes the train? When honks the train? I'm sorry, but like, this is like a meme waiting to happen. It's like zooming into Lori's face. It's like when you're the star, when you're like the true star of the show. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Before we move on to Rita, we have a game. Oh, for I forgot that you have a game. Yeah. I made a game. I made a game and Lindsay didn't believe I would make a game, but guess what? I made a game. Bobby's games are always sus, but let's see. <clears throat> <laughs> so I I made a twenty question game. Oh no! And I don't have a I don't have a name for it. But oh god, it's the like point, <laughs> okay. The point of the game it's actually very easy. It's just the concept was I bought the latest issue of Us Weekly. Wow, that's a game. I bought the latest issue of Us Weekly and I went through it and I just made questions based on things that I saw in Us Weekly. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be fun. Most of them are multiple choice, but some of them so are just, So why don't you, you just know, call you it be... like This Week in Us Weekly? This Week in Us Weekly. That's a bad name, but fine. Question one. Uh-huh. This Week in Us Weekly. Uh-huh. Who wore it best? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Zoe Saldana or Heidi Klum? What were they wearing? Doesn't matter. Who oh, wore it best? Fuck. Zoe. Zoe Saldana Zoe. or... You got it right. Ding, okay. ding. You got it right. I just know the audience. Uh-huh. Question two, who wore it best? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Josephine Shriver or Eve? This is a troll. What? Joseph Josephine Shriver. You got it right. You got it right. I know the audience. Number three, who wore it best? No. <laughs> there are only a few of these. Molly Sims. You can see I go in order of the, ep- okay, of the issue. Okay, I see. Who wore it best? Molly Sims or Maria Menounos? Fuck. Maria. You got it right. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I, I get, and the last, it'd be funny if all of them were this though. <laughs> that no, was the no, troll. no. There's only four. Okay. Who wore it best? Be- Becca Tobin, Susanna Flood. Never heard of her. Or Kelty Knight. <laughs> Who are any of these people? Doesn't matter, Lindsay. Becca Tobin, Susanna Flood, Kelty Knight. Let's say Rebecca Tobin. It's Be- it's Becca Tobin. Oh my God. Four yeah. out of four. Wow. Here we go. Um, see, the, you know, it's it's all sorts of questions that you you can't get used to a certain type. No, I just love who, who I love who wore it best and not knowing what they wore. Great it's idea. Great. Yeah, it's great. Uh-huh. Who did Us Weekly call a style a quote style chameleon who quote pulled off six wardrobe changes in two jam packed days promoting her new movie? Was it? Uh, I, I know the answer to this already. I don't even. You don't was need, it Danaguira? No, I know the answer. <clears throat> was it Rita Ora? It's Rita. Was it Maisie Williams it's Rita. or Patricia Clarkson? It's Rita. Yeah, it's Rita. Rita. I remember reading this. Okay. Yeah. Who said, quote, is Groundhog Day real? I mean, it's that Bill Murray movie, right? Was it A? Was it A, Lupita Nyong'o? Uh-huh. No. B, Melissa McCarthy? C, Timothy Chalamet? Or D, Cardi B? Cardi B. Nope. Lupita Nyong'o. What? Mm-hmm. It's that Bill Murray movie, right? Did I you go to it. Harvard or something? <laughs> no. Uh... Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Between flicks at the Mammoth Film Festival, blank took part in a charity bowling tournament. Is it Jesse Plemons, Rob Gronkowski, Kellen Lutz, or Alfonso Ribeiro? Last one. No, it's Kellen Lutz. Fuck, I was between Kellen Lutz and Alfonso. (laughs) Damn it. Okay, question eight. 
purely inspired, which is a brand of protein powder, purely inspired ambassador blank whipped up a smoothie with the brand's protein powder. Fuck. Is it A, Elizabeth Chambers, no. B, Danica Patrick, no. C, Allie Raisman, D, Jamie Anderson, who's a snowboarder? The last one. No, it's Danica Patrick. Fuck. Why would she, why would she whip up, isn't she a car driver? Yeah, it's hot, what it's hot the, picks, and so it's it all these do? celebrities... It's all these candid photos of celebrities, and then in the upper right corner, there's just Danica Patrick on, like, a soundstage holding, like, protein powder. Oh, fuck. (laughs) In, like, literally the same kitchen that Melissa Joan Hart tried to sell turkey. Two types of turkey. Two types of turkey. (laughs) Two types of turkey. Same brand, though. It's okay. Fill in the blank. Dakota Fanning sat courtside at the Knicks game with her boyfriend, blank. (laughs) A, Ki Hong Lee. B, Daniel Brühl. C, Dylan O'Brien, or D, Henry Fry? The last one. It's D, Henry Fry, yeah. yes. Wow, I'm amazing. Um, I was like, who the hell is Henry Fry? So I Googled him, and I found another Us Weekly story um, in which Henry Fry is described thusly. Fry studied at the University of Vermont, according to his Facebook page. <laughs> that's, that's well, okay, there here we you go. go. Um, Ten. We're halfway through. This is a fun game, right? Hilarious. Um, Ten. Who said it? Quote, it's been a min since I've been on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Min. (laughs) M-I-N. There's finally a reason for Us Weekly to exist, and it's this game. Yeah. A. Shay Mitchell. B. Bella Thorne. C. Lucy Hale. D. Paris Jackson. A min. It's been a min. It's been a min since I've been on a bike, and then there's a photo of her on a bike. That sounded British, but it's no one in there is British. Mm. Shay Mitchell. It's Shay Mitchell, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Shay Mitchell. Mm. Wow. Okay, let's skip this. You got I wish right. I could tell you my strategy for these, but I don't have one. <clears throat> you don't have one. Uh, also, that <laughs> this is this is another uh, question from the section about celebrities on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? There's just a whole... Yeah, there's a yeah. two-page spread of photos of celebrities on bikes. I don't know why bikes. I'm surprised. Uh-huh. Question 11. At a charity gala, blank autographed a bicycle. A. Arnold Schwarzenegger. B. Tom Felton. C. Justin Bieber. D. Sharon Stone. All those people are featured in the oh, spread so about she... celebrities oh, okay. on bikes, but okay. only one of them autographed a bike. I don't think it's Sharon Stone. I don't think it's Justin Bieber. What are the other two? Tom Felton or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. No, it was Sharon Stone. No, she was not at a charity. There's a really a good bike. photo of Sharon Stone just like she's autographing a, a bike. She's not at a charity. I swear thing. to God, it's Fuck. just a photo of Sharon Stone autographing a bike. Oh, she's like shit. smiling. She's like looking glamorous signing shit. a bike. Okay, you got that wrong. Question twelve. <laughs> shit. This is from. Um, you're gonna have to see if you can. This is not a multiple choice. I think maybe you've done this game with me before. Yeah. But I'm gonna read the. Um, the caption for the stars are just like us. Yeah. And I want to see if you can call out what it's. It's they blank. Yeah, that's, they blank. that was a yeah, game you, that you I made up. This. That's a tough game. It's tough. Okay. Pregnancy cravings. Chloe Kardashian. Cravings with the K. Pregnancy cravings. Chloe <laughs> Kardashian hit the drive-thru with Sister Kim. They what? They what? They snacked. They scarfed. No. no. They craved McDonald's. Wait, that was it? With the brand in it? Fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> Sarah Highland, Sarah Highland got lunch to go at Vegan Spot Cafe Gratitude. Ugh. They what? They watched their weight. They ate responsibly. 
They had veggies. No. They No. They grabbed takeout. Fuck. Got okay. it wrong. <laughs> Lily Collins hit CBS for paper towels and toilet paper. I would shit myself if I saw Lily Collins buying paper towels and toilet paper at CBS. <laughs> they what? They stocked up on essentials. <laughs> Wait! You- <laughs> Is that real? It's they buy the essentials. <laughs> I'm gonna give that to you. I'm gonna give that to you. They stocked up on the essentials. That's correct. Okay, here we go. I've read so many of these. One more. I mean, that's their language, the essentials. (laughs) Margot Robbie filled her trunk with fresh fare. They what? (laughs) Why is it all food really? Um, They... They went... They went food... (laughs) What are the... What else is there to say? They... They... They, they're healthy. They were healthy. They no. got healthy. They stayed healthy. They haul groceries. They haul groceries. Oh, fuck. That's just another way of saying what they've already said. <laughs> I know. Okay. Question sixteen. Um, this is just a. This is just a multiple choice. Two questions. Okay. There's a. The cover story is about Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. But the actual story is barely two pages. It's like an enormous image on a two-page spread and like two columns of text. Okay. After reading the story, which I did, <laughs> would you say that Us Weekly is very blatantly Team Kim Cattrall or Team Sarah Jessica Parker? There are How do you think? Sar- there are Team Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. One hundred. They have no. In- Kim Cattrall is like a shit to them. They do not. She's a piece of poop. They do not care it is about like, her. It is wild reading this story. How much it's like, <laughs> wow, Kim Cattrall's bad, and you're like, shit, this yeah. is crazy. It's like her Kim Cattrall died. is worthless, and no one cares about her. Yeah. <laughs> It's so mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, it's they're very SJP apologists. Uh-huh. Who said it? <laughs> Fuck. We're not <clears> done. <throat> yeah. Us Us Weekly, this is an interview section. Uh-huh. There's an, there are two interviews. Uh-huh. Um, Us Weekly asked, if you had the time, what would you do for yourself? They said, what? I would nap more. Napping is my favorite thing. Was this Pita Murgatroyd, Kristen Bell, Maya Shibatani, or Tara Lipinski? <laughs> Tara Lipinski. Wrong. It was Kristen Bell. Mm, wow. Um, <laughs> um, okay, the next one. Tara Lipinski. Uh-oh. Tara Lipinski was interviewed by us in a feature called A Day in the Life of Tara Lipinski. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this is my question. Unsurprisingly, it suddenly becomes SpawnCon halfway through. Uh-huh. Name the brand that suddenly appears halfway through Tara Lipinski's interview by name. Is it NARS makeup? Oh, okay. Is it Curel moisturizer? Is it Silk almond milk? Or is it Puma sneakers? In a very, in a very like suddenly she's like talking about her life, and it's like I gotta have like this brand, and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> uh, let's just say, wait, what was the one that was like cream? Curel. Curel. Um, no, it was Silk almond milk. What? She's like, it I gotta have silk. my Silk. So it's a day. It's a day in her life, and she's like, "Oh, I get up at this time, and then I hang out with my dog, and then I make breakfast, and then I I exercise. I have to research. I have to study. Da 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 da. And then suddenly it's four p.m. It's suddenly four p.m. And she goes for an afternoon pick me up. I have an iced latte with silk unsweetened almond milk, (laughs) and a piece or two of dark chocolate. And then there's a giant photo of a silk almond milk bottle, (laughs) and a call out bubble that's as big as Tara Lipinski's head that says only thirty calories per serving. (laughs) Um, okay. Three left. Two left. How Two are left. there still questions left? 
In an interview called He Said, She Said, how did Bethany Frankel explain her admirable decisiveness? Was it an anecdote about A, herbs, B, paper towels, C, liquor brands, or four, Netflix shows? You just do A, B, C, four? Yeah. <laughs> just wondering. Um, how about how about um, the first one? Herbs. You're right. This is, I couldn't figure out how to, how to phrase this question because it's so weird. Uh-huh. So she's being interviewed with her new co-host. The house flipper. They're house flippers, yeah. Whatever his name is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And they said, who is more decisive? And Bethany says, me, not a question. It's like cilantro, basil, parsley. They're all going to be good in a dish. Pick one and keep it moving. It's like, oh, what oh, the oh. fuck? Wow. What the fuck are you talking about? Imagine the best eating, is like, you were cooking and she was like, she just said that to you and you were like, no, this is like a recipe. Like they each have different flavors. You're cooking pasta and then it's like, oh, we need basil. She's just like, use fucking cilantro. Same thing. Keep it moving. It's green. Um, the last question, number 20. Who is Ari Lewandick Jr.'s favorite new artist? It's in his 25 things. This is oh, like the I, last page of the I issue. I think I know this. Yeah. Is it Marin Morris, Khalid, Camila Cabello, or SZA? It's Camila Cabello. It's Camila Cabello. Yeah! I did well. Oh, so you got one, two, I got a lot three, right. four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You got eleven out of twenty. Oh, that's not great percentage-wise, but that's pretty good. <laughs> it's good, though. I think good that game. I should write the next one. You see if you can beat me. We subscribed to Us Weekly recently, guys, so it's like... <laughs> We're going to have to do this. We're, We're really bad. It's bad. It's really bad. We should not have done that. But we did because we did. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to know all about the What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? So Rita's up to like not much this week, but like it's big stuff. Rita's having like the biggest week. She's been, well, she's been on the promo circuit for Fifty Shades for a long time. Feels like, feels like it's never going to end. Honestly, it just feels like it's so long. Um, But she's the only one enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Um, Anyways, so apparently this week, Rita... She 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 equaled a record, which is like you don't break a record. You just like you're you're at the record, right? So you you technically hold the record, but you're not the only one holding the record, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she equals the record for the most top ten singles by a British female artist, joining Shirley Bassey and Petula Clark, who each Whoa. lay claim to twelve number tens. That's great for a British. This is a British artist. In, on in, the British charts. On the British charts. Let's yeah. just be very clear. Very good. Rita's got a record. She's very excited. She like Instagrammed the screenshot of the article, which was, you know, very Rita. Um, the other cool thing that Rita did, which I was like very impressed by, is that she headlined a show in Kosovo to honor the... Her hometown. Yeah, to honor the Kosovo Independence Day celebration. Apparently they have been independent for 10 years Amazing. And Rita was the star, literally the star of the show. She's their most famous export, oh, Rita my, Ora. My favorite thing is there's a picture of Rita Ora shaking the hand of the president, I guess, how to, whatever they call their 
the president. Is it and prime minister? The prime minister. And the oh, no. caption, the caption, thank you, prime minister, Mail, prime minister, is... Kosovo declared independence on February 17, 2008, nine years after NATO conducted a 78-day airstrike campaign against Serbia to, to stop a bloody crackdown against ethnic Albanians. A little heavy, but then above mm-hmm. that, you have a beautiful photo of Rita Ora shaking hands. So That's nice. Just love the comparison. They also released a special edition sweatshirt that I kind of shadily want. Um, it's a pretty sweatshirt. It's a big K, but in the K it says, Kosovo newborn Rita Ora Independence Day 2018 10th anniversary uh Newborn with anniversary Kosovo, newborn Rita or Independence over and Day, over and over 18th and over and over and over anniversary. And over again. It's great. It's like all the words that you need, which are Kosovo, 10th anniversary, <laughs> Rita Ora. 2018. 2018. And a huge um, K for Kosovo. Really happy for her. I actually got a little bit emotional watching videos of her performing. She put them on her Instagram, on her Instagram and it was just like nice. She was like, you know, speaking Albanian and like really hometown hero yeah and she she inserted like traditional albanian music into her songs mm-hmm. so there'd That's be fun. so she'd be like singing and dancing and then it would be like a traditional kind of albanian remix of like anywhere or whatever that song is right anywhere uh that sounds great <laughs> it was like it was good like we having we having a good week uh so that is Rita's having a good week that means i'm having a good week you know? That's uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. If Rita's happy, I'm happy. Um, and I think that's great. Look I at her mean, with that rose. Is your fave headlining in Kosovo? I don't think so. <laughs> is, was B- Unless your fave is Rita Ora. Was BB Rexa in- invited to do it? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Dua Lipa? No. <laughs> who else is there? <laughs> I don't know who else there. In terms it. of performers, I think it's just the three of them. In um, my mind. Be sure to call in for the Thursday episode, 619 Hot Shit. Also subscribe to our newsletter, which drops <laughs> Wait, today. Sorry. 619 Hot Shit. Who's hot it? Shit. Oh, God. Um, who them? <laughs> sorry. I had a friend. I had a, one of my best friends. One of my best friend's phone number. I can't give the first. I can't give the area code because it's still her phone number. Was area code Hot Shit. Are you kidding? Which is like the best thing in the world. You know her, too. Wait, can you tell me after? Also, yeah, I'll tell you after. Um, I love that you just her, said but... 619 hot shit. I thought no, you were like I... making a joke about our phone number. Oh, I was no. like, it's not 619 hot shit. <laughs> yes, it's 619 who them. And call in. Leave us reviews on iTunes. We have almost 1,000 reviews on iTunes, which is amazing. I think we're at like 999 or something insane. Like, like we're very close. And they're all a, wonderful. Be number 1,000. I was reading them recently um, and I was just like almost tearing up with how nice they were and just how. And honestly, if you don't want to review the episode, just like talk about. Your favorite episode of When Calls the Heart, if you have to. Okay, I think that's like more fun. difficult than reviewing an episode of this but podcast. So we might have When Calls the Heart stands. If, when Calls yeah, the Heart. you can write about whatever you want. I mean, we're not going to judge you, and we'll definitely read it. So if you, you know, if you, like, maybe it's some beautiful thing that you want to give exposure to. Anyways, yes. um, uh, what else? Call we'll in, see you Thursday. Call, call in, in with your questions, questions about Black Panther, because we haven't seen it yet, so we're going to wait yeah, to we have a lot of Black Panther. That. We have a lot of Black Panther calls to get through on Thursday. Um, and then... I think that's it. I mean, I'm yeah. yawning. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. You will trailer. Yeah. 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 They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. <laughs> get off the train tracks. Get off the train tracks. <laughs> snorted. Lori, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Lori, get off the train tracks. Lori. Uh, when comes the train? That was a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Music City, premiering Thursday, March 1st at 10, 9 central, only on CMT.